Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong, ding dong. Hello, how are you getting on? Dare I raise my head above the parapet? How are the pre-Christmas, pre-holiday celebrations and preparations going? Well, at time of this, it's absolute blimmin' bonkers in our household. Uh, some kids are testing positive to COVID, so some may not be joining us. And others are just getting in by the seat of their pants because their sort of isolation will be over. But as far as today is concerned, we are planning to have Boxing Day celebrations on Christmas Day and Christmas Day celebrations on Boxing Day. Why? because then more of us can be together. I think the moral of that story is remain flexible. It is a funny old time, isn't it? Um, there's so much going on. There is, flip's sake, so much pressure for um, just one day, which never ceases to amaze me. But that's the way it goes. I'm, I can actually liken it, because I'm speaking from experience, to um, planning weddings as well, because my darling daughter was meant to be married in July of this year, and now it's been moved to August of next year. And that is also a lot of preparation for one day. But we still continue to do this thing, don't we? Whether or not you celebrate Christmas or whether or not you have other sort of... Um, annual celebrations that bring you um, a little bit of heated conflict, please stay tuned because I'm hoping to help you out here. For whatever reason, we put ourselves under so much pressure. Um, it's the Saturday before Christmas that I am um, recording this. And yes, our Christmas celebrations have been turned upside down, but that's okay. Um, Here's hoping, fingers crossed, we still get to all meet up. Um, I think government guidelines are going to sort of come out later on today, but hey, we all know that they tend to do U-turns anyway. So uh, we are sort of living to the wire, and I think probably many of you guys are doing the same. Will we, won't we? Will we get away? Will we get people home? Will we do whatever? And I think the thing is, is that... Our homes and our minds are a bit like a melting pot of chaos at the minute. And so, therefore, any things that sort of any small things that happen can um, just be that catalyst to arguments, conflict, um, upset. And I just want to maybe pour a little bit of oil on troubled waters and uh, help you maintain that perspective 
um, in episode 41, I was discussing the 12 toxic people to watch out for. And um, it, it, it's fairly relevant to now as well, because when, God willing, we are able to, should we choose to do so, um, come together as families or groups of people, we are likely to see people that, um, different people that we might not often see terribly often, that uh, press our buttons. Um, so it's worth, um, if you know that um, that's on the horizon for you, it's worth um, listening to that episode as well. But the point is, is that now I want to just guide you through that minefield of, I, dare I call it sort of conflict, conflict resolution? I don't know. Um, I think the thing is, is that what I really want to do is to try and guide you away from the conflict in the first place, is to um, help you maintain that degree of perspective that um, helps you not reach that sort of boiling point and that the head to head. So, as I said, our homes have become, or if not just the Christmas table, but it's become a melting pot of different emotions, um, different personalities, different expectations. Um, so the first thing I want to say is pick your battles. Um, I think the thing is, is that when we're on a tight leash, when we are, you know, when, when we're sort of feeling a bit frazzled, we often feel that need to validate our own feelings, to validate our need to be heard, to validate the fact that you don't realise what I've been up to to make this such a happy Christmas for you all type feeling. And we feel um, maybe resentful and need to get our feelings aired. And it doesn't really help anyone. Um, and so maybe, it's that old phrase, keep calm and carry on. Well, yeah, Kai, easier said than done. But I think sometimes there's a lot to be said for biting your tongue um, and realising that um, your need to be heard and validated um, isn't always the best result. I think the thing is, is that, and if you follow me enough, you'll know that I always say that as individuals, we want to feel loved, understood and respected. And that, that cuts both ways, but with whether or not it's great aunt Maud, whether or not it's your teenager, whether or not it's you. Yes, we do all need to feel loved, understood and respected, but sometimes that need to push our own emotions into the forefront doesn't always help. That said, I don't want you to feel as though you've got to bite your tongue and um, to, to, to put your needs last. I don't mean that at all. But sometimes um, I think the thing is, is what we have to think about is what's the win-win here? Is this a problem for now? Um, is it the right time to air my grievances or is it probably best to just take a step back. So picking your battles and keeping calm um, is a great way of maybe preserving a tiny bit of peace. I think the thing is, is what we need to do is, especially if you are all under the same roof, is remember to give one another space. Remember 
that is and also this this applies you know if you've got house guests be it your darling children coming home for the holidays or whether or not it's granny staying for a period of time or the in-laws staying or whatever it is it's we all need a tiny bit of space and so if someone chooses not to come to the I mean, I don't mean the Christmas table, but maybe the breakfast table, or you know what I mean, if the people are staying for a while, if they choose not to come and join in, I think that's probably okay, isn't it? I mean, you know, in the scheme of things, we don't have to be like the Waltons where everything is fine and dandy and, and you know, sort of everyone is sort of um, just sweetness and light. I think it's when we, when our when our own expectations don't quite match up to other people's that is going to create a little bit of friction so the trick is is to be flexible to a bit like us for blimmin heck's sake realizing that actually it's going to be better for one and all if we have the turkey on on boxing day as opposed to christmas day i mean who says we can't you know it's 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 what suits our family best at the minute and who knows plans might go back to normal or you know that's hoping we all get to where we need to be on time. But I think the thing is, is to, to understand that it's a crappy time of year sometimes. And, and it, not only Christmas throws this, the holiday season throws this at us on a, an annual basis. I mean, come on, there's no surprises. It, it, the, the date doesn't budge. But I think what is what is causing a lot of angst at the minute is the not knowing. Are we allowed to go out? Are we is so-and-so going to test positive? Are we going to fly under that radar? Well, you know, and, and there is, a, it, it's quite stressful. And so we need to give one another space. I mean, I've got, not being funny, around our Christmas table, as I keep on saying, God willing, hopefully, um, God willing, it's quite interesting because I'm not even very religious, but you know what I mean. Um, we've got five teachers. So um, they've been in the firing line a lot and i don't just mean um you know sort of coping with everything that's going on you know and and the trying to teach the kids i mean you know they're telling me that kids are coming into school with siblings who have are staying at home with covid which is is really really hard and one of my Sort of one of my family said that over the last two weeks they have had in their their school alone sixteen to nineteen people off. S- sorry, sixteen to nineteen staff off due to COVID because, with the best will in the world, the kids are coming in, um, and they are bringing COVID back into the school the whole time. So I've got a lot of family members who are sitting there going, "I can't test until whenever." To, to know whether or not I'm going to actually make it on Christmas Day. So the point is, is that everyone, you know, regardless if you're the one that's stuffing the turkey and baking the mince pies, everyone is going on, is under a phenomenal amount of pressure because the problem is, is our brains don't like uncertainty. Our brains like to plan. Our brains like to know what to expect. Our brains like rituals and routines. So if we don't know, let's say for argument's sake, if we don't know how many people are going to be around the Christmas table until Christmas Eve, or if those people don't know, you know, likewise, if they don't even know if they're able to turn up, it's pretty, it's pretty crappy for, for many of us. And so I think it's, 
allowing everyone to be able to let off steam and okay we might be a bit snippy and a bit snappy but we don't have to retaliate that's the thing we don't have to take it personally and that's that's sort of something that I've learned is, you know, I'm sort of go, well, it's OK for you or OK, mum, or whatever it is. Or you don't understand. I'm not, you know, and, and I think the thing is, is that we just need to take a step back and we just need to rather than you. Yes, but you, you don't understand how I feel rather than having to push forward our own emotions, our own fields, our own worries, our own expectations. It's it's worth remembering that it takes two to tango. In fact, it's more than that. It's not just it's not just a dance with two people, is it? Ours is our Christmas meal is potentially a dance with fifteen people or something like that. So, you know, you've got there is so much to deal with. And so I think don't take it personally and remember that everyone's doing the blimmin' best they can, for goodness sake. And whilst it might be hugely important for you to have three types of cream for the kitchen table and you've got to have you know brandy cream and you've got to have country cream and you've got to have whipped cream and it, none of this really matters the thing that really matters as most of us know is the fact that we're all sitting there together um and if you're not then my heart goes out to you because i think i may be in the same boat as you Again, maybe, I don't know. Um, so it's a matter of rather than letting things hit boiling point and for you to say things that you regret or you wish that, oh, this isn't how it's meant to be, then let's, let's, see and let's try and sort of move back and understand why what's going on. Well, we know. We know a lot of why all this shit's going on. We know that we've got COVID to blame. But it's also other things in that, Maybe you are bringing um, an elderly relative who doesn't always have the opportunity to come to a full house or sit round a, a full table. Maybe they're looking forward to it and they're desperate that, um, you know, they're, they're desperate for it to happen. Maybe they're not looking forward to it. Maybe they're worried about it. Maybe they're concerned about their own health and what happens when the sort of, you know, snivelling toddler sort of sneezes COVID all over them. We have to remember that Lots of people have different expectations. I mean, I am seeing so many students at the minute who are coming home and the parents are going, oh, my God, this is sort of more serious than I thought. And I touched on that on the previous episode. So go back and have a look um, if that's you. But it's just understanding different people, different scenarios. And, and so I just want to sort of touch on a lot of this is is why are why does it feel like some people are picking a fight with you why is it does it feel that some people are pressing your buttons well the question is is that are there emotional needs being met really i mean are they scared are they stressed are they worried are they fearful are they whatever and it's just walking a mile in their shoes and working out, oh, flip, right, okay, well, I can see where they're coming from. It's all very well, you know, sort of talking about granny or grandpa or something and why are they being so bullshit. And maybe they are sitting there and just desperate to know that they're going to be able to see the grandkids. 
and yeah, okay, they they are might not necessarily be having to plan a meal for ten people, and they might not have to be standing in the supermarket trying to find the best turkey or the last bag of Brussels sprouts. But they still, you know, they, it, it's it's still worth taking a look on their perspective. So it's just been kind and understanding, and 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 understanding what other people, everyone's emotions are. Um, maybe some people have cried off. And you know what? How can they let me down at the last minute? Well, maybe they're just fearful. Maybe they are being too kind and they don't want to say something along the lines of, well, your bloody kids have been at school for the last sort of three weeks and God knows what they're going to be bringing back into the family home. Maybe they're just being too polite and they haven't told you. Maybe they have told you in no uncertain terms. And you're thinking, well, that was a bit bit abrupt. But I think the thing is, is that if we don't take it personally and we realise, do you know what? This is other people's stuff and maybe it's manifesting in the form of arguments or conflict or chaos or ruffled feathers or whatever it is. And it's just understanding that at the best of times, COVID has caused a lot of angst and a lot of upset for many people. But throw, throw Christmas into the mix. And it really is a bit of a melting pot, isn't it? So I'm going to give you, oh, I don't know, a number of pointers how to avoid or minimise the conflict resolution. I mean, I've, I've, I've sort of led up to it anyway. But I think the first point is to, seriously, is to remember who you are. And by the you, I mean the collective you. You know, is it... Is it your teenager or your young adult who has just come back from uni and are they the one that's pressing your buttons? Remember who you are. You are their parent and they are your child. And that is the long and the short of it. So I, I was chatting to one mum who, whose son just came back from uni and um, I squeezed him in on Monday. I, this is Saturday as I'm recording. And I said, do you know what? Just mother him. He might not say that he needs it, but I bet my bottom dollar he's missed. He's missed being in mum's company. He's missed being looked after. He's missed, I don't know, clean sheets and a clean sink, for goodness sake. He's missed um, meals on the table. He's missed the laughter and the fun, he's missed the nurturing, he's all those things, all those things that actually kids, many kids, most kids are able to take for granted. And so I said over the weekend, until he meets up with me, just give him a load of TLC and a load of calm and a load of familiarity and maybe little rituals and maybe rubbishy Christmas movies. And remember that our Older kids are still kids at heart. Come on. I mean, I was I was wrapping presents yesterday and I was watching rubbishy old Christmas movies and it brought back all my yesterdays and it made me feel good. And that's all we want, really, is and, and that's what our kids are wanting. And anyone that's feeling a bit injured and ruffled and whatever, they're just wanting to feel good. So take it right back and remember who you both are. If someone is pressing your buttons, it helps you realise, oh, okay, they're just 
they're just, I don't know, my mum or my father-in-law or whatever. And maybe, maybe they're just anxious and stressed grandparents. Do you see what I mean? It's just putting the human bit back into who we are and what we're doing. Um, number two, if you have the opportunity, you might not always, but stay away from that person if they if they press your buttons. You know, and I, I don't mean sort of they walk into the kitchen and you walk out, but just even emotionally, even emotionally. I mean, sometimes people who sort of, you know, get my goat, I sort of emotionally put um, a brick wall around, you know, around me. And I just go, you know, you can't touch me. I'm fine. Smile sweetly. And then eventually make a little excuse and go, I'm just going to check on the dog or I'm just going to just go and do this. And but just you, you don't always have to walk into the lion's den. And I mean, metaphorically, physically and emotionally. So if you can stay away from that when you're feeling particularly vulnerable. And that does really help. You know, as I sort of said earlier, it takes two to tango. Um, so to avoid conflict, to avoid arguments, arguments only happen if both people engage. So you don't have to step up to that dance. You can be the bigger person. You can pick your battles. You can decide, do you know what? Not today. Not here. Not now. Um, does it make you the bigger person? Potentially. Does it make your feelings heard? No. Does that matter? Not right now. And I think the thing is, is that sometimes we get a kick also out of, come on, let's, you know, we're all human. We get that kick of taking the moral high ground. And okay, yeah, go next door, punch a cushion or so go, you'll never believe what so-and-so just said to me and whatever it is. And that's fine. But just you don't have to step up to every single battle. Um, it's it's not your responsibility to always win. Now I always say this though. It is your responsibility definitely to practice time out, to practice self-care. Um, if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, you will know that I'm doing a self-care advent calendar where I give you one minute of self you know, one minute self-care tip every day. Um, and it's important. It's important to look after yourself. It's important to take time away from the chaos, time away from um, the melee of, of everything that's going on. And that time out is different for everyone. Um, it could be listening to an audio book. It could be, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and I was asked to go out um on tonight um but i decided against it why because christmas is just around the corner and i'm you know mike and i cancelled most things because we want to protect ourselves as best we can for a family christmas but also also because it's the strictly final now some people are going are you having a laugh kai no i'm i'm being deadly serious um that is my time out that is my um, escapism, that is my TLC, my hug, big fat hug over Christmas. It makes me feel good. Um, and so 
great excuse. That's that's what I'm doing tonight, this evening. Um, and that's allowed. You know, um, don't judge people if if their idea of sort of cool, calm, collected, or their idea of self care or whatever doesn't match yours. It's 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 going back to managing expectations, isn't it? And moving on from that, when we are managing our expectations, it's important to also manage our boundaries. What do I feel comfortable with? What do I not feel comfortable with? What, you know, and, and that could be anything with who you're going to share the Christmas lunch table with to um, what time my kid comes in from parties, if indeed they are going on them, or, you know, how many children are allowed to drive in their car, or, um, you know, it's, it's all about um, what makes you work, what makes you feel happy so that you know where you stand and what to expect. Because as I said earlier, our mind um, needs predictability. Our mind needs to know what to expect. Our mind needs to know that everything's going according to plan. So it's just, you know, work out what your boundaries are, what works for me. And it could be, no, I won't be spoken to like that. Or it could be, no, I need you in at a certain time. Or it could be, no, I'm not going to you know, serve up 25 different varieties of potato on Christmas dinner. You know, whatever it is, it's working out your boundaries so that you feel slightly more in control and slightly um, more able to deal with the overwhelm that's hitting us from all sides at the minute. So what is it that will equip you to be... I was going to say that better person. I don't mean that. What is it that will equip you to feeling more comfortable, to feeling better, to to so that you are not embroiled in all the drama? What is it that will help you? And it could be going back to your sort of full self-care, um, you know, the lavender baths, the jogging or, you know, whatever it is, meditation or time out. What is it? that you need to build into your day to support yourself, to help you manage um, and minimise that cause for conflict. Now, you don't have to do this on your own. Um, it's also important maybe to see if you can get some support. Um, my dad was, he was sort of sometimes the life and soul of the party, but he was also a huge introvert and many a time at Christmas you know all he wanted was just just give me space and what he used to do was he cleverly used to enlist the support of his grandchildren um, with whom he had a fantastic relationship and he used to sort of go you know just just you know, come and sit with me or come and, you know, and actually it was a sort of win-win because invariably sometimes, and whether or not the kids were little or, and, you know, they would sort of sat on his knee and sort of showed him their favourite book or whatever it was, or whether or not they were that sort of in that awkward teenagery stage where, do you know what, they really couldn't cope with these awful sort of family parties you know those ones where sort of some some kids just you know oh hello jack what are you doing and where are you sort of studying and what are you doing and what do you want to be when you grow up you know those those sort of types of conversations and and his his grandchildren 
always found a safe haven in his company. But the wonderful thing was that it was symbiotic. It was, it was, you know, he got that safe haven from them as well. And so inadvertently, they just were able to sort of keep each other company. So, you know, using that as an example, but you know, I, I mean, to, to be fair, when I was um, a, a new mum and, you know, sort of overwhelmed with everything and um, couldn't cope with the, the, um, the, the gosh, the, the chaos of having toddlers around and birthday parties and all that sort of stuff. When, when we all sort of used to get together, I used to grab all the kids and read them a story. Um, just because it took me out of circulation and everyone used to go, oh my gosh, isn't Kai wonderful? She's keeping the kids amused. And it was my way of going, mm -hmm, what you don't understand is it's my respite from having to play at being a grown up. Um, and I just needed the time out. And so with the little kids, just reading them a story just gave us all and, and other parents. Gosh, that was a win win as well, because it gave, you know, their kids were being occupied by someone else and it gave them sort of, you know, time out. But I do remember many a time feeling a bit like a Pied Piper and just saying, uh, yeah, but what you don't realise is that I benefit from this just as much as you do. So see who can enlist support, you can enlist support from. And it might be getting a merry band of helpers to peel the sprouts. It could be that, but it, it, it could also be, you know, just spotting someone in the room and going, will you take the dog for a walk with me? And just getting offside. So you don't have to do all this chaos on your own because if you look around the room, remember, as I sort of said, reconnect with who you all are. And you might sort of see a couple of others going, yeah, we, we, like, we need time out as well and they just need that excuse. So that's worth bearing in mind. Okay, so what happens when because it's likely to, because we're all human. What happens if it does all kick off? What happens if you just, someone can't hold their tongue or, or tempers get frayed? Well, the first thing is, is go back to breathing. Um, I, it, I put it in the show notes, but the breath work is the thing that helps slow the system down. Breath work helps the fight or flight. It reduces that the, the stress hormones. So whether or not you're doing box breathing, whether or not you're doing the uh, four, seven, eight breath, whether or not you're doing um, distraction techniques, just, just remember breath work because that is the fastest way of pressing pause and allowing your body and mind just to slow down. But another thing I would do is also Try this. It's, it's, it's a bit like being a fly on the wall. And if you're in the throes of, if you're in the throes of conflict, arguments, chaos, you know, sort of shouting matches, just but look at yourself, look at the situation as if you're a fly on the wall. And by that, I mean, Pull yourself out of it, disassociate from the stuff and say, what is going on here? And it might be, I don't know, um, you're having an argument with one of your kids and it's going back to understanding why they are feeling that way. You'll know what you might not even know why you're feeling this way. So just be that fly on the wall and look at your situation and go, OK, assess what's going on there. Right. OK, she's 
this or she's that or you know um i can understand yeah that that actually makes a lot more sense now look at the other party okay what's going on here well yeah they're equally stressed their emotions are high they're scared they're cross they're whatever and it gives you being that fly on the wall gives you that sort of that area of 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 objectivity rather than subjectivity and it allows you to just not be in the drama and it, it it's another way of pressing pause and sort of going oh okay right okay there are in fact two or three or four sides to every story and it's just being slightly it, it's being slightly kinder and it to yourself but also to whoever else is involved and then maybe just pull back from that and maybe just go okay well listen you and I need time out or let's just park this for the time being or whatever it whatever it is you need. I think the thing is, is what we have to remember that is we are doing the very, very best that we can, given the res given the resources that we have. And we people aren't really setting out to upset one another. They're actually just trying to guard themselves. And and um, when we when we get a bit overwhelmed we do we we can flick into fight or flight quite quickly and i think the thing is is that just understanding that actually we can pull away from that fight or flight maybe by reconnecting with who we are and what we need or maybe reconnecting with who we are facing and what they need but it's just oh okay this is just a situation it is temporary and it is only it is as temporary as we allow it so if we press the pause more quickly, then we can diffuse the situation a lot more quickly. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to hurt up one another, really. And if we are, just remember this, hurt people hurt people. So we're lashing out for various reasons. And um, in order to get through the holidays, the, the, the Christmas period, I suggest we just cut each other a little bit of slack and realizing that these are very strange and bonkers times and um it's worth just yeah it's worth just understanding that we are all people together many of whom love one another many of whom wouldn't normally react the way we might be reacting right now if circumstances were different so with that said and done, I send you lots and lots of love. I hope your preparations turn out as you hope. I hope you are, to be honest, all happy and safe. I think that's the, the end result. Wherever we end up at Christmas, and, and you know, I actually had a phone call in the middle of recording this because we were adding another layer of what-ifs to the scenario. Um, wherever we end up, wherever you end up, I hope it's a happy one. Um, but just stay safe. Um, and I'm sending you lots and lots of love right now. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share by your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kaigraham.com. 
and I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times, and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child, and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.